Welcome back. Uh, this is the second half of Pitch Invasion, episode 12. Well, I can't believe it were 12 weeks into this. 12 weeks deep, man. Yeah, Can flies, you believe it, it flies, it flies. Yeah. Now, uh, fun? <laughs> absolutely. Now, someone who's not having fun at the moment is a name, a man by the name of uh, Lopetegui. Yeah, Julian Lopetegui. Julian yeah. Lopetegui, having recently fired from the job at uh, Real Madrid. El Clasico was a whitewash. <laughs> whitewash was it was a wash. Lost uh, five one against Barcelona. Man uh, took took training on Monday morning, uh, but then was fired in the evening. Awkward, I, I must say. But uh, rumors about that uh, Antonio Conte is the man who's uh, at the front of the pack in terms of taking the job. Uh, you have got uh, the guy, uh, the guy Solina. No. Solari. 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 I'm thinking Giovanni Solari. <laughs> Why would you go and do that? Why would you bring that? He has no <laughs> chance. He has no chance of that job. Let's just get that straight. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Okay. So, man, um, coaching Castilla. Antonio Conti comes, should this happen? Antonio Conti coming into the job. What does that, does it actually fix anything? Because... And also the ramifications of such a, let's say, should Antonio Conte be rumored to be in, 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 in the lead for this, for, for this job. You've got a guy like uh, Eden Hazard, who's a, a long-term target for Real Madrid. Conte's arrival would mean he's like, oh, I'm staying put in London. So will Conte fix anything at Real Madrid? I mean, they've had one of their worst spells in, in recent memory. Look, I mean, they've had a horrible start to the season. Yeah. And um, honestly... <sighs> Although I know numerically and on the table it can get lower than this, but it doesn't get lower than what we saw on Sunday night, yeah. being humiliated 5-1 at Barcelona. And I mean, if, I mean that performance by Real Madrid, a lot of energy early on, mm. but, but that's all. It was just energy. Barcelona played their game, and that's what I actually liked what, what Barcelona did. They carry on playing their normal game. Um, with whoever was on the field, I mean, Rafinha was in, did a very good job deputizing for Messi. Um, and that's pretty much the issue here. Real Madrid uh, are lacking a little bit of identity at the moment. Um, and Zidane's loss is more... I know people are saying that tactically Zidane wasn't as astute as perhaps other managers, but he, he brought some level of calm, consistency, and I think the players backed him. Lopetegui, if you looked at his resume, I mean, they, they, they pretty much got what they paid for. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, it's like giving a kid an F1 car drive to drive. It's so, like Moyes at Man United. It was just a shocker. Um, but yeah, back to whether yeah. Conte will fix it or not. Okay. Um, I think Antonio Conte... On the face of it, yeah, right? Okay. Because he's got the titles in in, 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 in Italy as well as um, in England. However, he's an odd man. I feel like it's a bit of a round peg in a square hole here uh, because he comes with a typically a change in formation going to a back three. I think Marcelo would do well, but one of those three midfielders will suffer. Yeah. I think the guys up front will suffer because it's, it's a different it's, it's a completely different change uh, 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 um, to, to, to how Madrid like to play I think Ola? I you know I have to disagree with that and I'll tell you why you know um, let me just start with Lopetegui first of all man how unlucky was the guy I mean had CR7 been there there's the one header that Benzema had that's 2-2 <laughs> 
Modric hits the post. And he makes some changes in the and second half. And he made some changes. Yeah. And they actually, yeah. you know, they had Barcelona on the back yeah. foot in the second half. Yeah, but that was few, one game, though. A few of those, you know, go in. Games are 2-2. Two, two. It's, it's a different game. You know, it's I mean, a different ball yeah, game. Yeah, his father actually saying, coming out to the media, They've saying, robbed you, you his guys son of 50 goals yeah. this season. So, look. I, but guys, hold on, hold on, hold on. Remember, Madrid is ninth on the table. They had it's, one game. Yes, they lost 5-1. But they nine. are ninth on the table. That's got to do with a lot more fixtures he would have been than fired, just one. He would have been fired the week before. He should have been fired right. the He would have been before. fired the week before. <laughs> yeah. But had this result had been, maybe let's say even a draw or a win, right? It may have given him at least a bit more Still time, right? Because, you know, with La Liga, it's head-to-head. And yeah. maybe they say, okay, you know what? We'll take them to uh, the Bernabeu the next time, you know, we play them. But, man, how unlucky for the guy on that day. Because, you know, the Madrid guys just were also unlucky, you know, hitting the crossbar, yeah. sorry, the post, and Benzema not, you know, scoring and so forth. But, you know, on the Conte issue, I think Conte is going to fix things. Um you saw Chelsea in turmoil yeah. when Conte took over. Yeah. No different from Real Madrid. When Zidane took over from Real Madrid, they were in turmoil. He changed things. So it seems like Real Madrid sort of do well whenever somebody Incredible. just slots, uh, slots yeah. in and has to just be, you know, there to stabilize things. And I think maybe the players could also do with a change of philosophy. Because if you think about it, Zidane has been in Spain long enough to actually, you know, consider him as a Spanish style coach, yeah. right? So they've been playing a Spanish sort of style. Conte comes in, he's going to bring in something completely different. And you've seen how Barcelona have actually evolved under uh, Ernesto Valverde. He hasn't necessarily employed the tiki-taka of old. Yeah. He's brought in a different style. Barcelona at some point were playing 4-4-2, mm. you know what I mean? Which is unheard of. Yeah. You know, Cruyff was rolling in his grave, you know? So bringing in somebody different, maybe they also need to be held, you know, around the neck in a few places, which is what Conte does. Maybe there are some players that, you know, also need that extra push. I look at players like Isco and Asensio, who, you know, some year ago, two years ago, you know, everybody would touted them as Ballon d'Or winners. Oh, Manchester City you know, targets. Yeah, Manchester City targets. Some of them even touted them as, you know, future Ballon d'Or winners. And, yeah. you know, these are the guys that could be leading Spain to the next World Cup. And they've sort of disappeared. Hmm. So Conte comes in and he revives players. You saw what he did at Chelsea. He revived players. As much as he didn't get along with Diego Costa, but he sort of revived the sort of fighting spirit but in Diego Costa. Would, would his style of management, though, agree with a player like Sergio Ramos, who's also an abrasive exactly. character? What choice? And because and what like, choice does he have? This is the Honestly, same Sergio Aguero. What, what, what choice does he have? Well, he's the ca- I guess he's a captain because this is the same guy who like an Instagram post that says his, 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 his teammates are crap. That's hold on, hold on, hold on yeah. one second. They That's had, including him. There are other quotes, though, uh, on Sergio Ramos when he is uh, where he is mentioning that the type of manager that Real Madrid actually needs isn't someone who's going to get creative with the tactics, but rather manage the team. Just look after the players. Pretty much saying to me that they would look after themselves. They don't need someone who's a uber tactician. Yet you're mentioning here that a change in philosophy is something that's needed and maybe someone will grab people around the neck and get them performing. I would actually say that that's not the right type of manager for this team. And having thought of, I also, I mean, gave a little bit of thought to it. And, and the truth is having those guys who are institutions at Real Madrid, particularly Sergio Ramos, you kind of need to okay. play with those Tabak, players. Here's where you kind of shot yourself in the foot now. Shoot me in the because foot. Because Spain okay. went with that same mentality at the World Cup. They got rid of Lopetegui. No, let's get somebody that's just going to let everybody play. No, but the Lopetegui thing, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, 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 look, they've got a tactician in um, um, Luis Enrique, Spain, right? Yeah. Okay, I know the previous game, England blew them out of the water, but 
prior to that game, Spain were looking very deadly. Yeah. And that's a tactician. Yeah. So Sergio Ramos has played under both guys in a yeah. short space of time. And the but he doesn't play for the Spanish team every week. I understand and I don't that. think his role that. in the but in the Spanish team is as huge as it is but in, at Real Madrid. He's an institution at however, Real Madrid. However, right, in this scenario right now as we're sitting, he's got no choice. He just doesn't have a choice. So whether he can say, I like this coach, I like that coach, vanilla ice cream, chocolate ice cream, right now he's got no choice. If Real Madrid could tell Cristiano Ronaldo, go if you want to. Who the heck is Sergio Ramos? He's not coming with 50 goals. So if Conte says, Sergio Ramos, today I need you to play on the left side of the defense where I know you normally play right because of the success of the team. Who is Sergio Ramos to say, okay, you know what? Actually, I don't like that. Conte will say, thanks, cheers. There might be a younger guy. But hold on one second now. Big teams do that. Roy Keane was kicked out of Man United. Hold on one second. David Beckham was kicked out of Man United. But you're also talking about Sergio Ramos, the king of Real Madrid. And David Beckham played for uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, who himself was an institution in Man United. Another big issue for me with, with this whole Sergio Ramos and um, uh, uh, Conte issue, because I think that is where the issue is, mm. right? You, you've, got, you've got so many changes that actually need to happen at Real Madrid mm. to, 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 to be able to suit Conte for him to play at his best. Remember how it started at Chelsea? He played with the four defenders first. It didn't work out. When he moved to a back three and changed the shape to what he used to do at uh, Juventus, they went on, I think it was a 13 game unbeaten streak yeah. and it's on that performance that, that that sustained performance that they actually won the league yeah. it's on that so th- that's what i'm saying there's a okay, fundamental change that needs so, to happen at, so, at real madrid so Tabang, you see you're, you're then siding with me now right no there's, i'm not there's a fundamental change that no needs I, to sorry why that am, change <laughs> might have to be sorry you, you caught me mid-sentence you caught me mid-sentence and the issue is the fundamental change they do not have an appetite for that is what my actual point but is. What choice, they do not have an appetite for it. What choice do they have right now? If they try to go back to what Zidane did, Zidane, first of all, Zidane is a guys. Zinedine Zidane is a football god, yes. right? So that guy walks onto the field. He doesn't have to coach. You just respect the man, right? 100%. So no other coach has that right now actively that doesn't have a job, right? Even Conte doesn't have that, right? Yeah. Where he walks into the change room, he yeah. commands respect doesn't have that so they cannot get that anymore right they can't get it Pep, they are scraping Pep, the bottom of the barrel i'm sorry right, to say and put conte right, in that mix because i right, think he's a quality Pep, coach but they're literally scraping Pep, the bottom of the barrel now Pep is not going to come to real madrid Never. that's not going to happen ancelotti is done i don't see Mourinho coming back so that sort of player that oh, sort of manager that sergio ramos is thinking about in terms of let them play you it's a sort of manager that because of who he is you're willing to die for him irrespective of what happens on the field and who he Look, says play. i think that manager is not there. I think, right mm-hmm. now, Real Madrid are looking at the situation and they're saying, guys, there are no managers. Luis Enrique, right? Yeah. He's at the Spanish national team. We've done Ancelotti. We've done Mourinho. <laughs> Unless they want to bring Wenger, I don't know. But yeah. my point is, they have no choice right now. For me, Sergio honestly... Ram- Sergio Ramos, I understand he's the captain of Real Madrid. But if Real Madrid could let Cristiano go and not adhere to his demands... Who the heck is Sergio Ramos to say, you know what, I actually don't like this sort of style of coaching. Who is he? Because in the middle of the night, they could tell him that, well, Sergio, if you don't like it, can go join Ronaldo Juventus. Yeah, I got that. But in that camp, right, uh, you, you, we, we, we do know that as well documented that you typically in clubs have a Spanish camp. And Sergio Ramos is clearly the leader of that Spanish camp. So it's not as simple as Cristiano Ronaldo who does use his explosiveness, his pace, his power, and it might be on the wane because he's 33 years old. Mm, maybe we can still make a little bit of money off this guy. So we sell him because we think we've got enough 
in the kitty in terms of the players that we've got. But clearly right? haven't. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Okay. It's different to having someone who, as I said, I keep using this word, he's an institution in that club. Right, let's, and he's a leader for the Spanish team, and they, uh, sorry, and uh, for the Spanish players in that in that team. But and for me, also, sorry, one more one yep. more thing. My view is that Conte is actually not the right manager for this role because I think they need someone who will just be a bit calmer Ooh. and would let the players Ooh. play. Ooh. Remember, they've got, they've got eight. Hold on, hold on one second. They've got eight players in that Real Madrid team who are shortlisted for the Ballon d'Or. Eight, right? So clearly the quality is there and the guys want to be uh, playing and they know how to play. Why do you have to now come in there and rejig the Tabang. thing to get them to perform? Hold on one second. Hold on one more second. Okay. I, my view is that... If, uh, <laughs> yeah, hold on one more minute. <laughs> the, the, the other thing is my view is um, when it comes to the coach that they need, right? They need the guy who's more quiet who will let them play, an Angelotti type manager who tactically, he, he'll set them up, but he's also very good in the change room, Right. Conte will have his players and the players who are going to be on the outside. We saw what happened with Diego Costa. We saw what happened with David Luiz last year. They 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 won the first season. You saw the rubbish that happened last year. And the other thing that I'm actually really concerned about Conte for Mm -hmm. is that it kind of feels like jumping from the firing pan into the fire because we know that he had issues with Abramovich and uh, the board at Chelsea, selling players, not getting the players that he wanted, particularly um, between his first and second season. Look, and no, then no, he would no go and play for Flor- Florentino Perez. Yeah, but, Florentino but Perez was thing, literally though. jumping from the yeah. frying pan to the fire. Here's that the guy thing, though, Saban, right? Here's the thing, though. Okay, they have no choice, right? <laughs> All the this is Real Madrid, right? These yeah. are the Galacticos. Whether you wanna, uh, whether you agree or disagree with it, right? Conte is a Galacticos type of manager, right? Mm. He's big enough to have that stature to manage Real Madrid. Real Madrid are not just gonna pluck someone from the middle of the road and come manage. Let's go wake up Del Bosque. They they want a name. They want to wake up Del Bosque. They want somebody that they can say, okay, you've got Valverde, you've got Pep, you've got Klopp, we've got Conte. That's the other thing that's on the agenda, right? Otherwise, they could have easily gone and and got a low key guy. That's one of the reasons why they got Zidane because Mm. they knew he's a brand, he's an institution. I don't think they could have foreseen what Zidane was going to do because he nearly got no one the, could. He nearly got the B team relegated before yeah. he took over there. Yeah. So my point is, when you look at where Real Madrid are right now, right? See, that's a thing they, because when, the B team he actually had to right, coach. Right? He actually chance, had to coach. Yeah. When you look at where Real Madrid are right now, okay, they cannot go back to something that somebody else never was under. So Solari, right? As much as he's in the fold, right? But he wasn't necessarily under Zidane's wing. You know, he wasn't under Zidane's wing. So they can't then implement what Zidane did. So even when Conte comes in, he's going to have to get somebody that, okay, does understand the Real Madrid culture and implement. I'm not saying Conte is going to come there and bash down the walls and say, okay, right, Real Madrid, however you guys play, starting all over. He also has to do adjusting. But to the question, you know, will Conte make a difference Yes, because he's, he's got a winning mentality. He's got a winning and proven track record. If Sergio Ramos does not want to be, you know, playing for a manager that's won, I don't know what else he wants then. I don't know what else he wants because there aren't many managers with a track record that Conte has that are available. That's the key thing, available. Resources. That's a good point, Ola. Now, uh, just to, before we, moving off this, this Real Madrid topic, uh, Solari has got four games in charge. Then it's... Um, the international break. Yeah. So Real Madrid have to make a decision between Perez has got to do some some three things. He's got to he's got to look for he's got to look for a manager in that time. Yeah. In that time, just really short guys. Is Barcelona is is the Liga done? Yes. 
No, because Atletico was still in the Well, because of Atletico, I thought you were talking about particularly for Real Madrid. Well, yeah, no, Real Madrid yeah, no, is out. Real Madrid is out. Oh, no, they're out of the No, no, they're 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 Let's forget about that. I'm saying, I'm, in terms of the, the La Liga picture, very short. Is it done? Is it Barcelona all the way? Should they already start playing the parade? Is it no. done? Okay, and your reasons for that? Ooh, it's hard to say in the middle of the season you know, like this. They're so still early. Atletico, okay. Barcelona still have those tricky games that they have to play away. Okay. You know, so, you know, on a Barca perspective, it's not done. Okay. Real Madrid, it's over. Okay. So for me, the only way Barca wins this league is if they win as many points as they can now before the restart of the Champions League next year. Yeah. Um, and that's the only way. The further they go in the Champions League, uh, the more difficult it's going to be because Atletico has got a super squad yeah. this year. And I think they're going to definitely have the legs. They better win that league very early. Only Supersport can put you in a front row seat to the best football leagues this season. Catch every Premier League, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Nations League, AMSA Premiership and La Liga match live. And now it's the only place to watch every minute of the Serie A on Supersport 9. Get your front row seat and watch all the football that matters. Only on Supersport. Moving from one league to another where a team is looking as if they're, they're, they're winding up, they're, they're doing their thing, the thing that they did last season, being Manchester City at, uh, at, uh, in the Premier League. Yep. One against Tottenham, who I think actually donated points to them on Monday night. Going into this weekend, you've got matches like Arsenal against Liverpool. You've got Manchester United away to, to Bournemouth. I don't even talk about Man United right now. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. No, you don't have to. It's fine. Thank you, but you don't have to. <laughs> now... This the, this weekend, which match? Obviously, I, I, it comes to mind Arsenal Liverpool. That, that 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 that's that's the difference between Liverpool staying in touch with Manchester City and Arsenal making sure that they they stay in that top four. No, no, no wait, wait, sorry, I, I have to jump in. Okay, your question. okay. Arsenal also just in touch with Manchester <laughs> City, right? So okay, so, so you believe that? Yes, I, I do believe that. Okay. You, know, you know what the game against Arsenal um, against Liverpool is going to prove, right? Yeah. It's a tale of uh, it's a story of um, two tales, okay. right? Because when you look at where Arsenal are, the question with Arsenal is, you know, who, who what is this team, right? And the identity hasn't been found out because when they first played that, when they played Chelsea and Manchester City, back to back losses, yeah. and then since then, twelve games unbeaten, and in those twelve games, you know, not really title contenders. Right, but at the same time, why didn't all the other teams win 12 games in a row? Do you yeah. know what I mean? If uh, 11 in a row, if it was just that easy in all competitions, yeah. right? So there's a uh, there's a question that's going to be answered against Liverpool as to yeah. what sort of Arsenal side is this? Because you know the first two games, you know players were injured, players hadn't yeah. come back from the World Cup. Yeah. It's uh, Emery's first. It's all know, new. Go. It's all new, and that fixture list I think was rigged to be honest with you. <laughs> so. This is the first time that we're going to see Arsenal having to answer that question. In Liverpool's case, right, it's also a big game for them. Because if you think about it, they've also had some decent games. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. they've played Spurs and uh, they've played Chelsea. But now, you know, you, you sort of want to see how does this Liverpool team do against a team that is, you know, on a roll like Arsenal are right now. Because I think if Arsenal do win this game, right, it's a bigger victory for Arsenal in terms of how they can then say, you know what, having lost to City and to Chelsea and we're still in the title hunt and we beat Liverpool 
why can't we take this momentum going forward you know and and believe or maybe not in the league but you know to get back i hate to say this but to get back in the top four picture mm. you know yeah. i think and th- that's in your heart I, yeah, that should be <laughs> arsenal's priority right now and unfortunately to get back into the top four you have to beat a little one of these we've had chelsea we've had man city we didn't win but here's the next step you have to beat Liverpool. Now my view is that Arsenal's really benefiting from not being in the Champions League this year, um, having all the changes, of course, uh, particularly with the manager, because, and that Liverpool and City are playing as well as they are, right? I mean, it pains me to say that because I'm a Man United fan and I can't stand Liverpool nor City, but they are playing well and everyone's focus is there. And I think it's given Arsenal an opportunity to really uh, bed down the tactics, understand uh, the new manager and what he wants, his expectations, and he gets to understand his players. And actually, for me, um, I know it was a tough fixture, fixtures early on for, for Arsenal, particularly against City and, and in Chelsea, but I think that was a blessing in disguise because those are games where even if you play in the middle of the season, I feel like losing those games in the middle of the season is worse than fig- when you're figuring it out that's that early. And that's what Honestly, like I fear, because all of a sudden these 12 games in a row, and it's say a what co- you need to say, you need to win your games. It's, it's a solid work. body of work. And they're going to be facing a Liverpool team who they know are very good, but they, they, the Arsenal, um, rather, confidence has been building game after game after game after game after game. There was a time Jamie Vardy couldn't stop scoring in the, in the, when, when, when Leicester was yeah. winning the, 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 yeah. the championship, or when Chelsea went on a 13 game unbeaten run. It is those types of runs that really change and you know the other thing that's scary as an Arsenal fan you know the other thing that scares an Arsenal fan Arsenal are yet to play a a complete game right Mm -hmm. as in back Mm -hmm. to front you know we've conceded goals we've allowed so many shots but we're yet to play a complete game where you can say from the back middle and front Arsenal really dominated the game and you know if that does happen against Liverpool Mm. boy I tell you what we're going to be a dangerous team Mm. yeah I mean I think 100% and I think honestly a loss and I'm sorry to say this, but a loss to Liverpool isn't a bad thing for Arsenal. It isn't a bad thing. It's a horrible Three thing. Three losses for, to the top six for, teams. For a oh. but, but again, let's, let's, let's go back to what oh. we were talking about, <clears throat> particularly sure when we were talking about, about, speaking about the PSL and a team like Amazulu, which is a small team. <laughs> okay, that's the only Bob I've got today, guys. Sorry, there's nothing I, else to say. I'm not sure about right? that. I'm a United fan and I'm a Chiefs fan. There's nothing to celebrate right now. But let, let me make the point. Let me make the point. Let me make the point. The, the, the thing about Arsenal is... They are in the position that they are in the league. Yes, they haven't played the top teams, but not everything Chelsea is about winning. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm talking about uh, in their in the, in the recent run, yeah, okay. particularly when it comes to these 12 games, right? Yeah. But you got to win those games. True. And it's okay to win those games. It's useful points, right? Yeah. Yes, I understand that the television revenues go out the roof when, when it's the big, big games, much like the one that's coming up this weekend. But it's still a league. It's still just three points, guys. And I think overall, it doesn't hurt if Arsenal, maybe they expose some things that haven't been tested over the last 12 games for them to learn something else and the, then build on the that. I think a loss might not be that bad a thing for Arsenal, honestly, if it exposes some of some some some, some frailties. A loss always that, sucks. That a loss always sucks, I give it to you. But there's always something to learn. There's always something to learn. And I think if, if, if I mean, look, they're going to be, t- <laughs> that defense is going to be tested for sure. Is there sure. something to learn from uh, Real Madrid's 5-1 loss? No, no, that's 5-1. <laughs> that's absolutely nothing to learn. If it was 2-1, there's Listen, something lo- to learn. Losses hurt as well. Chiefs, Chiefs as much as has you something to learn. learn. Losses but hurt as well. Chiefs, Chiefs <laughs> have something to learn. But I mean, no one's going to get fired uh, from Arsenal. Uh, Emery's not going to get fired. Um, and they're going to be losing to someone who's a title contender. Guys, they're not losing to Man United. And I mean, it sucks to say this, yeah. but they're not losing to Man United. Well, uh, 
while Paul and I contemplate the the the, 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 the what the scandal of possibly losing to Manchester United yeah, this season. Yeah, horrible. Um, it's been a it's been it's been a good show in terms of Tabang. Thank you for bringing your your unique thank you Tabang your, your your unique view. But uh, interesting to note, going to this this next week, we're looking at the Champions League. Yeah, shortly thereafter, guys. Which is the one team from both of you that is most under pressure to to perform in the Champions League? Oh, that's without a question. There's a team in the capital city of France. Yes, PSG. Saint Germain. Yeah. Listen. I don't need to spell out how much money has been invested in that yeah, team, yeah. right? And that team, something's not Someone's right. Someone's GDP. Right? Some, something's not right there, mm-hmm. you know? And I was uh, very curious about the, you know, hiring Tuchel because I'm not quite sure what Tuchel did to merit such a huge, yeah. huge job. Everybody says he did well at Dortmund. What did he do? He won one Super, he won yeah. one German Cup. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did he do? You know what I mean? So you've handed this guy a team full of egos, a team that is so expensive, a team that's got a mandate of dominating yeah. Europe. You know they're going to win the French League. Yeah. And Tuchel's not used to that kind of pressure. I know Dortmund's a big team in mm. Germany, but PSG and 400 and something odd million invested, and they're now sitting third in their group. And guess what? They have to go play Napoli away, oh. Liverpool at home. Uh, I know they're going to play Liverpool at home, oh. but that, that's not going to be easy. No, it's not a given. Know, one thing Klopp can do, uh, one thing Klopp um, has shown us that he can do this season is grind a result away from home like yeah. he did against Chelsea. So yeah, if he has to go do that in Paris, that's possible. And then that leaves PSG with a mountain to climb. Yeah. <laughs> Look further, look no further rather than than PSG, and one hundred percent, you don't invest that much money and get this return. Okay. Hell no, PSG will never ever be measured at least for the next five years on what they do in France. It's all mm. got to be what they do in Europe, and everyone knows they choke, right? But to be in third position at the at the the, the, at the group stages is just absolutely unacceptable. Scandalous. Can't have that. Scandalous. Actually, to even lose a group is Scandalous. unacceptable. But let's just deal with the fact that they're in third position yeah. for now. Hmm. Mbappe, uh, Cavani, Neymar, Embarrassments of Riches, Verratti, Di Maria, Di Maria. Did you see, see the goal he scored against the um, what you call their last Champions League game? Napoli. Oh, what a goal! Yeah. But anyway, anyway, and guys like that can come off the bench sometimes. Oh, ridiculous! It's unfair. Episode twelve, Pitch Invasion. Follow us uh, on Twitter at Pitch Invaded. On facebook.com forward slash pitch invaded. Tabang, thank you very much. Thanks, Bola. Thanks, thank Zamba. It took you very long to warm up to being good guests. <laughs> Started telling me here about kids at Chiefs and Orlando Paris. Thanks, guys. That's a wrap.